This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries as we are traveling through the book of Revelation, accepting the principles that God points out to us. Now, thank you for joining us here twice a week on Metro FM through Radio Box or through the airwaves. Thank you for joining the WhatsApp group. Thank you for listening to the videos on YouTube under DHL Ministries and the podcasts and daily devotions on the podcast station. I am so happy to see an increase or a surge in activity in all these venues. And I'm so grateful that you are reading your word and studying with the notes sent to the WhatsApp group, digging deeper and deeper. I hope that this book of Revelation is exciting for you. Now, there's a lot of things you have to navigate through where people have taught us things or we speculated things that are not quite supported by the Bible. But my hope is this, that as we get together, you are studying to show yourself approved, to rightly divide the word of truth, that you are being like the Bereans in Acts 17, 11, and you are studying these things out to see if it's so. Most importantly, I pray that you're praying to God Almighty to give you guidance in the midst of all of this. This is a fascinating study for literature's sake, but we are Christians. And we are looking to see what God has to say to us as we venture through the book of Revelation. Amen? So we are in chapter 2, verses 12 to 17. While you turn your Bibles there, I want to thank you also for how unedited these announcements here, these audio broadcasts are, and even the notes. Sometimes I go back and see the notes have little glitches and maybe the audio isn't that clear. And I thank you all for this. I do that on purpose. I don't edit on intentionally because I would like this to be a connection between us, not a polished broadcast or publication. So again, I thank you for overlooking those things. And I pray that you're getting a lot out of this. Okay, Revelation chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. And it says in the King James Version, And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things saith he that hath the sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works and where thou dwellest even where Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak, to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrines of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will fight, and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. 
He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Well, listen, if this sounds a little too deep for you, let's just break it down a little bit. In the notes this week, I've added some other background commentary, which you might even find interesting, or some may find complicated and unnecessary. But establishing the context and understanding some key phrases, not just here, but in the whole Bible, is very helpful. And as you study this out and look at the cross-references, take your time, turn off the TV, Put your phone on, on you know, privacy or uh, whatever it's called, where you don't get, do not disturb, right? And look up these references. It's not hard. You can use your computer if you have one, but I encourage you to get familiar with your Bible and flip to these references. Put a little dot next to the verse so that you know you've read it before. That can be encouraging. Use a pen or pencil to underline things that stand out to you. Seeing those things in your Bible makes it a workbook, not just a textbook. And we're trying to get the Word of God in us. Amen? So don't be afraid to uh, put some you know, marks in your Bible or have a Bible that you use to study these things out and write little things in the margin that God is showing you and so on. What he's saying here is this church in Pergamum, Pergamum was given into some of the practices of the non-Christians in their area. He still encourages them by saying that they are staying the course in many ways, but he also corrects them. Now remember, God only corrects the ones he loves or he is committed to. And so the correction comes after the praise. Parents, I hope you're listening. Bosses, I hope you're listening. Even friends, I hope you're listening. Before you confront somebody with a correction or an intervention, think of the things you enjoy about them. Think of the ways maybe you've seen them changing. Make mention of this in a very sincere way. And then they will realize that you care. People need to know that you care before they care about what you know or who you know. God is showing us this here because he mentions these things and he's saying, I have a few things against you because there's some that are clinging to the teaching of Balaam who taught Balak to set a trap and a stumbling block before the sons of Israel to entice them to eat food that had been sacrificed to idols and to practice lewdness giving themselves up to sexual vice. So when these impurities infiltrate our church, we need to hold fast to the doctrine that God has given us. Some things may become publicly accepted. Society may accept and embrace certain things. The government might even sanction laws to protect certain things that go against our Christian values and teachings. Though we are not to judge the people, that's God's duty. 
we are to determine that the actions or activities are something we cannot approve of or endorse. So how do we do this? Well, you don't compromise, but you say it lovingly whenever that situation presents itself. And sometimes you have to speak plainly. For example, if your boss is encouraging you to go and celebrate someone else's choice that goes against your belief, or if people are praising, let's just say something that we can really see the principle. If someone has stolen something a few times and they're getting praised for it, that they're getting away with something that is not honest, and you're being encouraged by a supervisor to do the same practice or to doctor up a memo or a invoice to say that they received supplies they didn't receive or something like this. And they say, this is just how we do it here. If you value your job, you'll continue to do it too. Well, that's definitely a junction of decision because we don't do that thing as a Christian. And so you can carefully try to talk with them, but you'll feel the power of God come over you to do the right thing. And so in these situations, we ask God to help us or you can say there's a better way, or you can say, I'm sorry, I, I don't condone that. So this is what God is confronting them about. There's something that had infiltrated the church that was practiced locally, something that God had warned them about or uh, the word of God had taught them. Now, other uh, cultures, other religions would sacrifice meat on the altar of their gods and then would sell that meat later in the market at a discount. And so in different situations, God had encouraged the men and women of God to not eat meat sacrificed to other gods on the altar. And that was because it could be a stumbling block to newer Christians, meaning they could see that if it was okay for you, that they could not only do that, but they could associate and socialize with the people who practice those things. You see, it could be a mis understanding that would lead the young Christians astray. And so he's confronting them about this, that they are very aware of. Whenever God confronts you, you are completely aware of what he's talking about. And of course, the sexual vices, not to go too far down that road, but many of the practices were to fertility gods in the temples of the non-Christians. And so they practiced all kinds of lewd or unashamed behavior in a very explicit way. And somehow they had condoned this in this church. And the church of Pergamum was being confronted by the Spirit of God through Jesus Christ, through John on the island of Patmos. And he's saying, you're, you're, you're clinging to these ways of the corruptors. And it's the thing you know I hate. He says, repent, which means to turn from it, or I will come quickly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So in this case, the judgment of God is being expressed that God will come and judge these people. Now, as human beings, we also don't want any to perish, right? We're sad when someone dies. But as Christians, all the more so if we have denied the opportunity to talk to someone about the Lord or, or decided not to when God had led us to do that, um, when someone in that situation dies, trust me, you feel a deeper sorrow. 
Not that you were the only one responsible to share the gospel, but you knew clearly that God had put you in their path for potentially one of the last times they would hear the truth of the gospel, the fact that God loves them. But without God, all are perishing, all are, all are being separated from God. And we're all sinners, meaning we miss the mark or the plan that God has for our life, the purpose that God has for our life. And subsequently, we don't feel the value that we have to God. And so the gospel message can only be received as good news if the bad news is heard and understood. This is another loving message, though. You know, none of these churches should be seen in the eyes of shame. You know, they all um, were being addressed, addressed by God, and this was all recorded for our purpose in the church age today, church age today, where we're led by the Spirit of God. I mean, all of the prophecies before Christ's second return have been fulfilled, family. We're waiting for his divine timing, for him to come back in the twinkling of an eye, and we will see him. And so us living the life we're supposed to live in sincerity, not according to the doctrine of man, not according to the decrees of religion, but according to the word of God, as led by the spirit of God, is why we are promoting discipleship here at DHL Ministries. We're joining you here twice a week and taking this time to be with you twice a week in the hopes that you will continue to read your Bibles and study your Bibles. We want you to join the WhatsApp group so you will get the notes and so that you will be able to receive the daily devotionals and know where those are at and, and all of the other resources. And that you will indeed develop ears that hear the still small voice of God. Eyes that see the potential and the plan and the purpose that God has for you. And a heart willing to obey what God shows you through the reading and the hearing and the studying. The meditating and memorizing of his word. We are hoping that Christianity becomes real with you. So as you go through this study, consider that Pergamos and the location of Pergamos as mentioned in the notes and the reason why God's talking to you. You know, my favorite scripture you may already know because you're uh, dedicated to tuning in to Metro FM with me here on Radio Box twice a week or you've heard the podcast and such. My favorite verse of scripture is Proverbs 24, 32. And it says, When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. So if we can just break that down real quick, it's talking about a lazy man's field, very agricultural society back then. So they saw the lazy man's field was not sown or not sown correctly. You have to sow a field when it's still cold outside before it's completely thawed, the ground's thawed. You break it up, it's hard work, it's early in the morning till late at night. And some people are still feeling the laziness from the winter. But if you don't do the work in the due season, you cannot reap the harvest in its season. So this traveler had seen the field was either scantily sown or maybe it was a field where just the volunteer seeds came up from last year. It wasn't in you know, lines and it wasn't organized. He could see it was laziness. But after he saw it, he considered it well. He pondered it, he weighed it. Then he looked back upon it and he received personal instruction. So why is this my favorite 
verse of scripture. Well, it struck me first, and I, I hope it affects you as well. This is life lessons. So we see things, and the human nature causes us to be critical sometimes, and we would rather use our energy to tear apart a person or a situation, come up with some wonderful ways that we would do it differently, or we talk badly about the lazy man who did not sow his field. But the reason God has allowed you to see that is to consider it well. Why has he allowed you to see that? When you're reading these scripture verses or when we're discussing this and you see something, ask yourself, why am I seeing this? If you've seen it before in the past or heard the same type of teaching and preaching and say, why are you showing this to me now, Lord? And God will show you a personal connection between the scriptures, what's being said and taught and, and what's going on in your life. And so whenever you hear something that sounds familiar, pump the brakes and think about Proverbs 24, 32. Consider it well, look back at it, and receive instruction. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I mean really know him as your personal Lord and Savior, we desire for you to know him intimately and personally. We really, really do. And so you can do the ABCs to get started. It's really this simple. A, admit you're a sinner. Heavy words, maybe you've heard it used before, but truly heavy. Sin means to miss the mark, and there's a plan and purpose that God has for your life, and you may be well aware that you're not living a life that's pleasing unto God. You may be living a life that is pleasing to man, that you feel you're better than most in society, or you might even say, I'm not a bad person. But the Bible says there is no one who is good. No, not one. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What does this mean? Well, according to God's standard, and if you believe in life after death, which is a truth and a fact, then you will see God, the final judge, face to face. And it's his opinion that matters, not society. So all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. A, admit that you believe and you know that you're not living a life pleasing to God. B stands for believe. But it means to trust and rely upon the truth that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins. Without him, there's no way to be reconciled to the Father. So believe that, rely upon it, depend upon it, thank God for that reality, and see, confess. Tell someone you've made this decision and you want help in growing. And of course, we've got an abundance of resources for you. You can call this number or text to this number to join the WhatsApp group 260-975836324. That's 260-975836324. You can join the WhatsApp group and if I see you joined, I'll send the notes again and the link to this broadcast will be put on there after it's broadcast. You can go to anchor.tv and look up DHL Ministries. You can go to YouTube and look up DHL Ministries, or you can just type in DHL Ministries on Google, and you'll find we have podcasts and videos and all kinds of things for you. The number again is 260-975-8363-24. Go ahead and text now and join the WhatsApp group and get involved in this. Become a Christian, become a disciple of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now is the acceptable time. 
And I continue to ask you to pray for this team at Metro FM for their protection and guidance and direction in Jesus' name. Amen.